Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, been ripping and running all day. Had a pretty, pretty productive day, so things well, are that's good. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, I was getting caught up on work. I took the day off Friday, so I was just stuck at home <laughs> uh, working. Uh, can you do me a favor and turn your phone sideways? Sure. There we I go. had it that way. That's the better way. Better. All right. It looks a lot better that way. All right. So what's been going on with you besides work? Um, I'm finishing up an album. Um, be my third project. So I was in Detroit this past weekend working on um, a blues singers album. He, I, we, I, me and a friend, we sing background. So we were there. So I, I went there. I just got back yesterday. And now this weekend, coming weekend, I'll be working back okay. on the album. As a background singer, do you have any input on how the chords or the songs may go? Yeah. So basically, um, I've been singing for about a decade with this singer. So he basically gave me and the other singer free reign to come up with our own backgrounds, harmonies and stuff like that. Like he was just like, I just want some oohs and ahs on here, but I'm just going to give you guys free reign. And that's what he did for four hours. So. Awesome. Awesome. And so those sessions are like four hours. Mm hmm. OK, cool. So you're very familiar with that person. So your own project, is mm -hmm. that you're working on that as well? Yes, um, I'll be Tell me about that. Up. OK, so the name of the project is called Beautiful. Um, it'll be out, should be out the end of next month. Um, basically, this is my third project and it's telling the good, the bad, the ugly about life and how things can be beautiful. The lessons you take from it can actually like turn out to be something very beautiful. So okay, awesome. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm, I'm basically in the driver's seat with this one as far as writing and arranging goes. Um, the other, the previous projects I've had, I've had others, I'm, I still have others working on it, but this time it's mainly me okay. in the driver's seat with what I like, what I don't like, writing, okay, take this out, stuff like that. So it's it's basically, a, I, I like to do like a coming of age story of where I'm at in my life when it comes to my projects, you know? So it may take me a little while, but I like to put out classic music and that's that's what I'm, I'm doing. So why this time have yourself more involved in the, the two previous albums? I, I feel like now I'm more comfortable in my skin uh -huh. as far as a person. So um, I'm able to be more vocal about what I like, what I don't like as far as music goes. And the previous projects, I, I just was getting my foot wet. <laughs> so I didn't feel as comfortable, especially with writing. I wasn't as strong of a writer as I feel like I am now. Okay, have you wrote for others besides yourself? I've written hooks for others. Um, I haven't like fully written songs for them, but um, yeah, I've written for other artists, rappers mainly. Hooks for rappers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically like there's two rappers that I really love that's my favorite. 
D2G and D-Sign. Basically, I always come to me when it comes to like classic music. So they'll have like a sample or something like that. And they'll be like, I really want to do something real, you know, grown. Let me know if there's something that you can do or something you can hear. So, yeah, I've done that. But it's not like those trap music put a a rinky dink hook on there like if i'm gonna put a hook on there it's gonna be something that's memorable in a good good way so okay were you trained in music at all i was um i went to columbia i went to columbia college for vocal jazz performance okay so um yeah i've been trained i've been singing since i was four so i've been in choir all my life I've been in all city elementary youth chorus, high school chorus. Um, and then when I went to college, I proceeded with music. So do you play any instruments? I'm learning how to play. I play some piano. <laughs> I could okay. I could tink around, but I'm learning to play the guitar as well. So okay. So tell me about your upbringing. Where did you grow up? Grew up on the south side of Chicago like Southeast side, South Chicago area. Um, Yeah, Chicago born and raised. (laughs) All right, right. where did you go to high school? I went to Hirsch Metropolitan High School on 77th and Ingleside. Okay, I wasn't expecting (laughs) to hear that, but all right. Where did you think I went? (laughs) I don't know, somewhere close. You said you grew up on the Southeast side, so I was expecting to hear something like- like CVS or something. Watch your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> Watch your mouth. I'm gonna tell you. No, no, no. I got family Watch that went your there. Mouth. The only reason I didn't want to go there is because I went with these kids in grammar school and I was like, I want something different. Not that nothing's wrong with CVS. Nothing's wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. I just wanted some a new environment. I went to the V. There's nothing wrong with CVS. There's a lot of nothing things about CVS that aren't really true. Uh, I think a lot of people just make up what they want to make up uh, to make themselves feel better. But CVS yeah. was a pretty good school as far as vocation and trade goes. Absolutely. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with the school. I just didn't want to be around the same people that I was around eight years. Gotcha. I'm like, so I didn't want to do another the, four years. Yeah. So what I was thinking, it would have been in Kenwood, South Shore, one of those schools. Um, you in the area. It didn't have to necessarily be CVS, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I went I wanted to follow when my mom's footsteps because she went to Hirsch. Okay. So I just wanted to go where she went, even though the times were definitely different. I still just wanted to go somewhere different than in the neighborhood. So when you're in high school, what do you choose? Band or was it like a vocal? It was choir. Okay. It was definitely choir. Um, my music teacher, Mr. Johnson. He basically, you know, gave me the confidence to to apply myself because I told him my goal was to go to Columbia. And he basically like did everything in his power as far as recommendations, told me what I should do. You know, he, he pushed me and I really appreciated that. Like he was one of my most memorable teachers there. You knew, so you knew for a while that you wanted to go to Columbia then, huh? I did because I did some summer programs there. They had okay. high school programs where kids from high school could actually participate and like look like they was going to college. And 
I just love the atmosphere. I love the fact that your your professors were actually in the field that you wanted to be in. So they was going to tell you, you know, there's going to be many doors closing in your face, but you got to be persistent. And so they were actually living proof that you can actually live out your dreams. Okay. Okay. So that's what attracted me to it. It was it was so artsy to me. You know, you could be creative you, and not be held back. Did you graduate from there? I did in 2007. Did. I did. 2007? Yeah. What did you get your degree in? Vocal jazz performance. Vocal jazz performance. Okay. Awesome. Congratulations. I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah. One of those things that I'm finding out now as I talk to people more and more, I get to learn more about them. Just one yeah. That's why I love it. So after college, did you know what you wanted to do? I did, but I wasn't sure how I was going to go about it. So one of my ensemble teachers, he introduced me to the blues singer that I've been singing with. So I auditioned to be a singer. One of the singers left. I think she got married, started having kids. So she couldn't, you know, do the, 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 the scene anymore. And so my ensemble teacher right before I graduated was like, I think, I think you will be a good fit for this, this um, band. And when I went, there was a um, venue called Redfish right across the street from House of Blues downtown in Chicago. And I auditioned, but my audition was basically being pushed on like in the set. And I think I did a Stevie Wonder tune cause they did, did like a jam session in the beginning. And I just hit it off with the entire band. Like the other singer, she was just like, you went to school for this. So this should be real fun. I know you're going to hear everything. And it, it just, we hit it off. Like with this, with what this Stevie, band, I went. What Stevie huh? Wonder song was it? I did. Um, do I do? Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I should have sealed it for you. Yeah, I did. Do I do. And um, yeah, we just hit it off. Like, I've went on tour with them overseas. So it just opened my eyes to a different world. Like that's what you want to do as an artist, not necessarily a major artist, like major label artist, but an independent artist, you can still do the same things and have more free reign than being tied down to a contract. Like I saw Poland. Black kid from the south side of Chicago ain't never, you know, seen Czech Republic and Poland. You know what I mean? So it it was just, it was just an eye-opening experience. And just to see that music is a universal language. It is. Even though you don't really know a lot of the language that we went over there, they they loved music and they wanted us to sing all night and play all night. And it's just, it's crazy. They didn't want us to leave. And it's really like, it's, universal for anybody listening. Music yeah, is universal. It's universal. It's it universal. universal. Whatever it is that you're playing, the tune, the melody, even if it's down to hip hop music, something so basic and simple, people understand what that is and they relate. And even if you're in France or Germany, they may not know what you're talking about all the time, but they can sing them goddamn songs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just like they pick up so easily overseas because we had an incident where our drummer had to come back here and we were in the middle of the tour like we did 30 days so I was there for a month and the the drummer that they picked was from Poland he listened to the music on his train ride to our our next destination and picked it up 
instantly. I'm like, that just lets you know like how much passion they have for music, period. It don't matter what the genre is. No, but when it's in you, it's in you, right? It so, is. Something like that reminds me of what I heard about Aretha Franklin when she performed uh, Nessun Dorma by uh, Pavarotti. And she only okay, had like yeah. 30 minutes to learn it because she yeah. didn't know the song. And she went and she performed it for Pavarotti because he had a sore throat or something like that. So yeah, I remember that. When it's in you, it's just in you. There's nothing you can really it's do natural. about natural. Yeah, it it's so natural. It is. It's just like telling the MC to grab a mic and freestyle. And he may go, I don't really feel like it. But once he hit a beat, something grabs a hold of him. And he, he, he you can't help it. Or for you, you may be like, man, I don't feel like singing tonight. And there's a certain way that somebody may hit a drum or a snare or a hi-hat or something that may just uh, activate that part of you that just really wants to just let some of that out. And absolutely through it, you may you may feel better through it. You know, sometimes you may yeah. not feel better, but it's a part of you that just relates to everybody else through music, you know? Yeah, I think it's that agreed. frequency that we all agreed. share, you know? Yeah, agreed. So tell me about this traveling. Uh, how many places have you been via music? Mm. A few places. Um, I've been to, of course, Poland, Czech Republic. I just talked about that. When I was in the All City Elementary Youth Chorus, we went to Vienna, Austria. Awesome. Um, um, as a, it was called a Maestro Please uh, competition. And so um, I went there. I went to Toronto, Canada. I've been to Vancouver, Canada. And then I've been to, let's see, Atlanta. Atlanta is where I was nominated for the Women in Charge Music Award, which I won in 2015 and 2017. Okay. Um, I've been to Florida, been to a few places, not a lot domestically, but yeah. So, so music has opened up a world for you that you probably didn't understand before. It really has. And I feel like that is where I am able to truly express myself because I'm not huge of a talker, but creatively, like I can come up with stuff and I can actually like talk about something that's bothering me musically okay. versus then versus actually having a conversation. Like sometimes I can get shy and don't want to talk about it. It's easier to me to be vulnerable through music. Where? So let me ask you a question about that. Where does the shyness come from? I don't know. I just, I, ever since I can remember, I've never been one to be a talkative person. I'm a listener. Okay. I'm a listen. I'm a be a person as well. I, I was just getting ready to say that I am very observant. Like okay. I, I, I'm a feel around first to see if it's okay. okay. If I feel the bad vibe, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm <laughs> Are you an introvert? I am very much an introvert. Uh -huh. This pandemic has done. Nothing. I ain't, I ain't, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I can be at home and work. Okay. And I'm good. You know? It's like, I don't have to, I, as long as I have to deal with y'all, I'm good. And I feel the same way because when you start saying so, I was like, she's probably an introvert then. Very much an introvert. Yeah. I, when I go out, I think it's the up, upbringing as well, though, and being around people or seeing the things that I've seen as well. That lets that sh that has me in the mode of watch everything, see everything, mm -hmm. pay attention to everything because mm -hmm. I specifically have to be aware of what's going on around me. 
And if I'm not, I feel like I may miss something or I, I don't I don't want my life or the lives of people around me to be in danger. So Correct. I have to pay attention. I've been around right. people who don't care and they're like, man, we just out having a good time. And I get that. But for me, myself, because of the environments I've been in, I, I have to be in tune with what's going on around me and paying attention to everything. Agree. You're spot on. Like as a little kid, I remember my parents just be like eyes and ears everywhere watch your surroundings, especially taking a bus, you know, as a child, like watch your surroundings, you know, if somebody's a little too close, you move away, you know, things like that. I've always been told to do that. So I guess, I guess, uh, you know, I still am like that. I'm never one that like, oh, I'm living in the moment. Mm -mm. I'm from Chicago. So (laughs) it ain't gonna always work with me. (laughs) And people think I know some people don't get that. They don't understand that. But the environments that you come from, you are a product of that. And whether you like it or not, there are certain things that you may carry from those environments, whether it be good or bad. I think my sense of awareness is always a good thing. It may bother some people because I'm always scanning a room. I'm always watching. But for the sake of our safety, you know, you should just allow me to be aware. Yeah, just let me be aware and be prepared for what's going on around us. So Absolutely. You know, I may be able to tell you that a guy got, you know, two wallets in his back pocket without you knowing it, but that's just me because I'm observant like that, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yep. That's just, that's just Chicago, the Chicago in me and, and being around the things that I've been around and seeing the things I've seen and been involved with. Right. So your first album, when did you decide that you wanted to record an album? Um, Once I got out of Columbia, I started working with someone that went to Columbia with me, but he graduated earlier than me. And, um, you know, we just talked about where we are with life and things like that. And I said, I wanted to do an album. I've heard your sound. I've heard you produce for others. I really like, you know, what you're doing. Can you, you know, help me out? And, um, He's been helping me out on every project that I put out. So the first project was called The Introduction. And it just was me singing stuff that people submitted to me as um, a new new singer. Um, I didn't write on any of it. I didn't produce on any of it. Um, but it just is a different sound. If you hear this that, that project now versus what I put out now, it's just like, you could tell I just was singing <laughs> it's not that the songs were bad but it's just i'm not saying that the songs were bad but i could tell you were singing your ass off though like <laughs> hard i was like <laughs> and that's what it was it was me to prove that i could sing okay you know what i, I, mean? I was like, listening to it was like she's singing very hard like really hard yeah and and every song that i do i'm gonna sing with my heart i was always told that if you're going to sing a song, you're going to sing it correctly. You're going to sing it with the emotion that is of that song, yeah. whatever the topic is. And that's what I was always taught. So I I like the song, like they're fun songs, you know what I mean? But that's that's basically what that project was supposed to be. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I when I was first listening, you know, because I have a, a kind of like a musical ear a little bit. Of course you do. No, a lot of bit. <laughs> don't downplay your, your talent you know I got a little bit of a musical ear mm-hmm. so I was listening and I'm like she's singing really really hard like I wonder and I was like so for me listening I'm going 
there has to be something to it, right? Yeah. She's singing to prove something or that just yep. comes from the upbringing that she comes from because Michael Jackson has it. Different singers have it. Mary J. Mary J. Blige, she sings a certain way because of her upbringing and things that she Yeah. Sings. Fantasia, everybody. Little yeah. Richard, you know, everybody sings a certain way because of the things that they've been through. Um, yeah. And when I was listening to it, I was like, man, she sings very hard. Very hard. <laughs> so either she's passionate or there's passionate pain and love and everything else that is in there as well. And I yeah. believe it is all that. It's just not one thing. I agree. I agree. Not I agree. Um, I agree. I'm doing music and I rap. I do hip hop music. Right. So I do it. People go, you're so relaxed when you do that. Like, how do you? And it's just like, just because it's the demeanor that I have, and I'm never going to get upset unless it's absolutely called for. So the right. where you can tell that I'm upset or I'm using a louder voice, you know it. You just know what it is. You know, I'm just using that because of the representation and vocalization that they're asking me to use. Mm-hmm. All right. So what would you prefer to do? Would it be R&B, blues? Does it matter? It doesn't matter because I've sang gospel. I've sang rock. You know, I yeah. like music. If it's hot, if it's something that speaks to me, I'm going to do it. So I, I've, I've dabbled in everything, to be honest with you. So I don't like being put in a box. I don't want to just be... Suck. Just, so just be an R B artist. You suck, man. Get out your box. <laughs> I don't want to be known as that. I don't want to be known as that. What if I run out of ideas of that specific genre? Yeah. You know, give give me the the freedom to do what I want to do musically. If I want to come out with a country song, let me come out with a country song. Vibe with me, you know. And, and just real quick, um, we invented country music. It was actually called blues before it was country. So speak about it. Just in Tell case them. I didn't know, we invented that shit. <laughs> speak about it. You Let know, them know. Uh, that shit's ours. Bluegrass, all that shit came all from us. All of us. All of it. So every last thing that you listen to just came from us. But anyway, uh, have you ever did country music before? I have done country music. We just recorded a country song <laughs> this wow. weekend. So I. I like some country singers, you know, because they get to say how they truly feel in a song. If they shot somebody and buried it, they buried the body, they said that in the song. And yeah. somebody is vibing with it. You know what I mean? Like they you just like, gotta listen long real. enough after they you kill know, the dog. I was just like, what? Yeah. After they <laughs> kill the dog and, and run the husband over, you gotta listen to it. Yeah. I'm like, and y'all, and it's number one? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going number one. Off. You can't yeah. do that too much in R&B. They're going to be like, all right, well, the police has been tracing everything that you said. If our police are coming. <laughs> if our police would so be I, on their way. You know. So, it, so I, I knew about, because I lived in the South for two years with my dad. So I was aware of Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre. Um, oh, shoot, I can't remember them all right now. There was a few. Yeah. And he would play that type of music and he would laugh. He would laugh and he would tell me, do you understand what they're saying? And I was like, I, I don't get it because of the, the tunes were a little different. Like the instruments that they were sometimes using. So I wasn't completely uh, into what they were doing. 
But he said, if you get the chance, he said, as you get older, your ears will develop and you'll be able to hear certain things that they're talking about. He said, they're not just talking about killing dogs and loving dogs. They're talking about more than that. But mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to the music, son, so you can hear the things for yourself. And mm-hmm. when I started listening to, to a lot more of it, then I became aware that they weren't just, you know, it just wasn't love songs. But there were some hate songs in there, too. Right. Right. They are super vulnerable. <laughs> they so transparent when it comes to stuff. Like, whatever they going through or have went through recently, yeah. they put it in the song. And I'm like, I like that. Yeah, but it was no different. It's no different from the blues. I mean, that's that's where absolutely it it's a derivative of the blues. So when you listen to blues music, it's the same thing. Absolutely, I just think Muddy Waters, all them. Yeah, I just think for us, as the more upbeat generation, we don't. That's not something that we focus on. Don't 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 like that. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't necessarily focus on that. But it's a part of our heritage and history. When you really get down to the nitty gritty of it. Uh, the Very blues true. and the basics of what you got. Um, Very true. And jazz music, right? They called it jackass music. And then it was short later on or whatever they want to call it, you know, because it was mm-hmm. black people performing it and they didn't understand it. But yeah, we started doing that. So uh, we, we, we are the basis for all that stuff. But I do appreciate blues music the more I did listen to it because I had a better understanding of what was going on. It, it comes from the struggle, right? The struggle of black yeah. people trying to find their way or being impoverished and not having nothing, you know, just, just dealing with the systematic struggles that we deal, dealt with. Correct? Yeah. No? Yes? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, so tell me about blues music. How do you have you ever recorded an album or plan on doing it? Not yet. You know, I oh like blues. God. I like to listen to blues. But I, I haven't been inspired to write a blues song yet. Okay. Really? Yeah, I haven't. Like, I think I did one maybe in college because in our songwriting class, we had to cover different genres. But I I haven't been inspired yet. I feel like Not to every, say it won't I feel like every Black person, I feel like every person in the world should have at least one or two blues songs in them. I'm not ever shutting it off. You know, like, I, <laughs> it probably will happen, but I'm just not, you know. Mentally, I ain't, I haven't sat down with. I feel like every person in the world boy. should have at least one or two in their in their heart or mind. Especially really with this year. This year, oh yeah. I I wouldn't even need this year if 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 we go through the course of my history or my life and the things that I've been through. I think that we could uh, have two songs easily put together. I could write them. True. Myself, true. I don't think that would take much. It's just it's just a matter of uh, putting it together and getting with the mm-hmm. right people to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely possible. Absolutely. Never, never putting that out that I won't do so it. So you were in so. the choir, right? I was all my life. Okay, church as well, right? Um, not church no because church. I. My schedule for the elementary youth course was ridiculous. So it was hard because I still had to find time to still do schoolwork. And Saturday mornings from nine to 12, we were in extensive rehearsals. Okay. So I still needed time to, you know, adjust back to school life on Monday morning. So 
Were there we any songs? Did you ever lead any songs while you were in the choir? I did. I um, in the youth chorus, I did a arrangement that our our um, conductor did of "City Call Heaven" gospel song. Um, I did that for a while. I didn't do any any leads in high school chorus. I was I was mainly just in the in the background singing, which was fine because like the real work honestly is in the background. Okay. Do you have do you remember or do you have a, a three favorite songs from from the youth chorus? Mm, okay, City Call Heaven for sure. There was a song, a composition called American Dream. And then there was a song that we had to learn for our Toronto um, competition called Magnificat. And it was in a different language. I can't remember the language it was in, but it was so beautiful when we put all of the the different parts together. I just thought it was gorgeous. So it's so many that I still remember to this day, which is crazy because I was like, when I first started, I was nine. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's just, it's something like when you work that hard, it's, I think it's just always going to be ingrained in your head. But when you hear the song, you're going to automatically remember your part. (laughs) So. Okay. So explain to those who may be listening that having a diverse background in music can prepare you to do a lot more. Can you, would you like to expound on that? Sure. Um, it makes you able to go more, from it makes you more marketable and mm-hmm. and you look great to different artists that may be needing certain genres. If I need to sing a jazz standard, I got that in the back of my head, you know. You know, I got my foolish heart on deck. If I need to sing blues blues stuff, if I need to sing um gospel. Um, like you said earlier, it's, it's all derived from the same place. And it's so easy to pick up when you've had the experience of singing in those different genres. It, it really does. It, it, in this industry, you have to be versatile. You can't be limited to one, one thing. You won't get a lot of calls, <laughs> you know, so... I, I like the fact that, okay, you need gospel today. I got you on gospel. You know, what, when, when do you need it? What, how many songs you need? So it's just, I, I like that, that fact that my parents played so many genres of music for me that I was never limited to just one. When everyone else was listening to whatever was on in the 90s as a kid, I was listening to Gap Band, Patti LaBelle. I was listening to Aretha. Like, I didn't know what was on the radio then, you know? So I understood a songs like on my own with Patti LaBelle, Ooh. Michael McDonald. You know what I mean? Like, I. That won't make I, you I, sing. I, <laughs> I understood the emotions when it came to a song and how if it ain't about the emotions, then I don't want to do it. I don't want to just do no, no raggedy trap beat. You know, I want the music to speak for years from now. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely. As you should, as you should, because it adds to you knowing that you have variety and diversity, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So along with traveling and having a diverse background in music, um, what else is there that you have going on? Mm. Other than work and travel? Work and travel. Work and travel is good now. I don't know how the hell you traveling out here in this. Very carefully. Bizarro and world. Like this is I, a bizarro world right now. It is. It is. You just have to be very careful. Um, I don't go to too many places. I just do my job and go home. Um, but I guess like just really wanting to be creative. I want to come out of this very creative and and making sure that I've learned something during this time and not just spent my time watching TV or or yeah. just, you know, on Absolutely. social media. Absolutely. And 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 wasting away. That's why I picked up the guitar. You know, I've been practicing more because I've had the time. I usually would hold down two to three jobs. You know, so now that I have the time where I'm just working one and that's at home, I'm able to do the things that I, I put on my list that I pushed away because I did not have the time. So I just want to, you know, like you said, write for others. I'm down for that. You know, like, I just want to make sure that I'm, it's a, it's a, a status that I made a few, few weeks ago saying, I want to die empty. Mm, giving it your all. And I want to make sure that I leave this world with so much creative things that people like it lasts for decades, long after I'm gone. About. And and that's what I that's the goal for me. So that's what I've been taking from this bizarre time. Yeah, I want to be so creative in things like who's who's to say I don't write a book? You know what I mean? Like I just I want to be super creative. So that's what I'm taking right now. So that's what I've been trying to do. Like just find different creative outlets how fast is your turnover as far as like writing a song or doing if a i have the song? the track if you need it like within a week two days tops you know two days. that's pretty that's mm -hmm. pretty good that yeah. means you're a professional Right. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, I'd hope so. <laughs> that means you're a professional. If you can yeah, turn over a hook or something like that in two days, that means you're a professional. Yeah, I don't want to procrastinate. I don't want to waste my time in the other in the artist time. So, but okay. So I agree with you. Two days. I can do it a little bit faster than that, but it's different for me because I'm only doing hip hop and you're doing you're doing songs. Mm -hmm. Are there times where you when when they send stuff to you? And you just don't feel it right away and you have to go back. Absolutely. And them, like, hey, I can't. I'm not right now. I'm just not in the proper place for that. Yeah. There's times where I get writer's block like crazy. Um, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this track is hot, but I ain't really hearing nothing. And I just will go back. Well, what do you want this track to be about? And then that's when like the creativity will start to flow. Like if, if you give me a subject, then it'll help me. Instead of me just listening to this track, like, okay, it's hot. What, what, what are we doing with it? Like, yeah. what, what are we trying to say? There's been a few times, and I thought it would never happen until it did, where you just draw a blank and you have writer's block. Because um, I have written R&B songs, just in case people didn't know. Oh, snap. I didn't know. It don't, it, it's, so, I'll go, hold on, I'm going to finish that, and then I'll go. So, it's just, it's just about 
being able to break through writer's block. And one of the things that I've learned about writer's block is that um, if you're focused on doing that one thing, then of course you're going to lock up. You're not going to be able to see past it. So Mm -hmm. the things that I've done is usually I just like, I just let life take its course. So it could be something that I'm reading that made me, that may inspire me to do something other than what I was asked to do. And then I'll be able to come back to that because it starts Mm -hmm. my engines and it gets my gears going. Or it may be just listen to a different form of music. It could be symphony, orchestra. It could be anything that may just spark, just ignite me and get me going. Mm-hmm. So, so it's easier for me to, when well, it's not easier, but there are times where I am able to uh, push through the writer's block because of those things. But to yeah. what you're saying, yes, I have, I have written R&B songs. It's not really that, I don't find it difficult. It's all mm-hmm. about finding that proper place. Who do I love? What are the mm. things I love? The only thing I don't like about writing R&B music is that a lot of emotion may come out of me and then I start feeling all mm. sappy. And... You don't like that? You don't like that emotion? You don't like um, that? If ain't no woman around, no. <laughs> okay, okay. I can yeah, understand. Yeah, you start walking around the house and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it's just, you just, I'm, for me, I, I'll be vulnerable and I don't like just sitting around and like, man, you know, I wrote so much for this particular person that now I'm in my feelings a lot and I feel like I got to tell everybody I love them and I need to hug people and stuff like that. So um, that's <laughs> okay. not necessarily where I want to be, but I can do it. Um, there are okay. a few people who can vouch for it. Um, I, I have no problem doing it. It's just about them utilizing what I give them. I have some okay. that people haven't used and it's like, okay, whatever, but I, yeah, okay. I can do that. I can do that. Writing for people is, is no problem. I don't mind doing it. Nice. I'll keep that in mind. I'm gonna keep that in my pocket. There you go. You got it it's there now. I don't. I don't mind keep doing that it. in my pocket. The collaboration or when I'm just given the opportunity to do it by myself, I just do it. it okay. Depends on the need of the person. All right. Yeah. Thank you for so, sharing that. Yes, I would like to take. So I don't know the rules to it. Right? <laughs> Is it salmon? Is it salmon? I don't know the rules. I, I say I say salmon. Okay. I don't know the rules. I say salmon sometimes. I say salmon. I say whatever. I've never want. heard like the chefs on the cooking shows say that though. You always hear them say salmon. Okay. I'm like, that don't even really look like how it's spelled. Go off though. So like, go on. So my dish tonight will be some, some salmon, some salmon. And spinach. And some, yeah, some spinach and I healthy. Huh? I said healthy. Yeah, I I, I got to keep it healthy because I'm getting old as shit, and it's the point where I need to make sure I take care of my body and try to keep this looking as good as possible. Absolutely. You only get one. Your body's your temple. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing I keep telling people. You, they say well, YOLO, and I, I tell them it's not no. YOLO. It's uh. Yodo, because you only die once. I never see nobody come back. Right. I never see nobody. You can you can recreate yourself as many times as you want while you are alive, but I never seen people do it after they die. Right. Everybody, everybody I know that's been shot, ran over, or massacred or whatever it is, they have not come back. I, I've never seen them again. So you only die once. This is not James Bond. And with our our ethnicity, we have so many health issues as it is. 
I don't want to add to it by yeah. eating poorly and not treating my body right. Like, you know, so many people was like, oh, I had the COVID-19 pounds. I'm like, that wasn't going to be me. Like, I, I made sure that I set a goal before this happened and I hit that goal and I set another goal. I'm like, no, I'm out here running. I'm out here eating healthier. Like, yeah. I, I can't do that. You, you see so many people with six and seven pill bottles you know, on their kitchen sink. I don't, I don't want to be tied down to pills. I still take medicine, but I'm not taking for diabetes and, and all this, this, this stuff, cancer and things like that, you know, like kidney disease. You, you just got to be, you got to treat your body well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think one, and, and the thing about that, when you said uh, popping pills, I pop pills. But it's on a healthy side. It's not because I'm dying or I need, you know, all these different pills. Like I take these pills because as a young man growing up, my auntie always said you need to have a certain amount of vitamins in your system. So, right. your, so your body can function right. She said it's, it's, and it's conducive to you to also eat well. And if you're mm -hmm. not going to eat well, you should make sure that you have certain amounts of vitamins, and vitamins. in your system. Exactly. Right. So when she said that to me, ever since she did that, I, I was like, I don't know, maybe I was 12 or 13. I've stuck to that. So I have um, the fish, was it fish oil, okay. vitamins. I have different types of pills in, in my cabinet that I do take. So that type of pill popping, I'm more familiar with that than any of the other stuff, the Percocets and the Vicodin and the Kalatapan. Yeah. Stuff that they out here taking, so. Uh, yeah. For me, I make sure that I do put the vitamins in my system because you definitely need them. I don't do the vitamin D pills. I do not do that. I do not do vitamin C either, I don't think. Um, okay. Because I can, I can eat an orange for vitamin C and I can go stand out in the sun for 10, 15 minutes for vitamin D. So. so I had a doctor tell me, especially in the winter months, because we don't see the sun that much, mm -hmm. we all are going to lack vitamin D. You know, Very because true. we don't see the sun that much. But she said it wasn't something huge. But just so you know, you know, when you see blood tests and stuff and you see a lack of it, it's because we don't see the sun as much as we do in the summertime and the springtime. Very true. But still around that 12 to 1 o'clock hour, I still may try to dip outside because that's probably when the sun is the highest and you may right like the best out of it if you go out around that time but she may be correct as well I don't know I'm not a scientist and I don't I don't know nutrition that well but I do go outside to make sure that I get the proper sunlight so I don't have to deal with vitamin d pills so mm -hmm. that's just my thing but I don't know I think health is health is wealth right if you can't absolutely if you aren't healthy, you really can't enjoy wealth. You can't enjoy being rich because you would spend a lot of your money trying to get yourself together, right? Right. And I, that's not something I want to be, I want to have to endure. I want to just be healthy, no matter if I'm rich or poor, and, and be able to enjoy family and friends and yeah. do different things, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Any questions you want to ask me? Um... No, you've, you've covered a lot of the things that I was quite like going to ask you, especially the music stuff. Like I hadn't heard, you know, say anything about it. But I mean, as long as you're still being creative, because even during this time, we have to be creative. We need an outlet, you know. So on the music, 
my background is I grew up in a church home. We went to church. So Baptist, all that good stuff. And I was in the Avery Sunbeam Choir. And I sang, yep. What? So I grew up on the singing side. So I think that's, uh, a lot of people don't understand that when I can hear, when they're harmonized, you know, they're doing chords and I can hear when people often go, and I go, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I, sometimes I have to be able to shut up and just let people do what they're doing. But if I speak out, it's because I can understand it because I've been So you have an ear. Yeah, you have an ear for it. an ear for it. So, or when I'm adding to help what they're doing, it's just because mm -hmm. I, I understand. For the most part, I just croon on, on some of the songs I have. I croon <laughs> some of that stuff. So, yeah, so being in choirs through the church is uh, one of my backgrounds. Part of my background, not one of, but part of my background as far as growing up and everything. And I enjoyed that because it lets me, for me, when I'm listening to music, I'm listening to different things in the background. And shout out to Dr. Dre for making these crazy ass headphones and everybody who has followed the pattern because he's allowed you to hear more than, like, than you expected. And all the stuff that I wanna hear, I can now hear. Um, through his headphones. I think it's still another level that we may not have reached, but um, I can I can definitely hear a lot of the stuff that I want to hear. Yeah, nice. definitely. Do you play any instruments? No, I do oh, not. Okay. My mom tried to get me to play the guitar when I was 12, 11, 12, or 13. I can't remember. Maybe 11 or 12. And I did not take to it. I did not take to it. And then the only reason I did not take to it is because I didn't want to play the guitar. I wanted to do art. My main thing was to focus on art. And my mom had me focusing on playing the guitar instead of focusing on art. So mm. when the uh, young man or the brother came over to have me focus on playing the guitar, I would play it. Sometimes I wasn't playing it the way that he wanted. I would play it the way that I desired to play it but I would still be on key or just a little bit off key or whatever. But um, I didn't want, that's not what I wanted to do. The focus should have been to make sure that I was doing art and I wasn't. It should have been art, basketball or boxing. And you can eliminate basketball, but you cannot eliminate boxing and art for me because that is that is just, just somehow in me. And that's something that I'm very passionate about. So one day I told him that I did not want to do it he said, why are you doing it? I said, I'm not doing it because I want to do it. Do it. I'm doing it because she making me do it. Yeah. And he yeah. went and told her, like, hey, he don't want to do that. That's not what he want to do. Like, why you why you forcing him to do that? He, he don't want to do it. Yeah. You're going to learn to hate it. Yeah. And you I was course, that's, that's so. all it was. He said, so you don't like it? I was like, no, I don't. I'm not enjoying this at all. I don't know what chords are. I don't know finger placement on the guitar. I don't even know why I'm holding a pick to pick the guitar. Like I don't, I don't get any of this shit. Like it's not even what I want to do. But I grew up around some really dope pianist, right? Um, mm -hmm. What's one of them? his name is Brian? I don't remember his last name. I think he played for Apostolic and a couple other places. He's way lighter than I am with a bald head. He's older than me. And then uh, Robbie Lewis is another one. And I grew up across the hall from Robbie. He was on the piano day and night uh, growing up. That's one thing I wish I learned as a young kid was piano. Yeah. 
I, I had one of the requirements for um, vocal jazz at Columbia was keyboarding. And I had so many classmates like, oh, I've been playing since I was four. And I was just so intimidated by that. I just wish that was something that I was able to, to pick up I was at a younger age. I was because like, I, I couldn't follow. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't follow at all when it came to the assignments. I, I was just like in tears because it just, it, I just felt defeated, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's one thing. I never was intimidated by it because it, it was their lane. And the more I watched them play and do different things, I had the realization of that's who they are and that's what they're supposed to do. Like they've been playing these instruments since they were four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. So they're in their lane. There's nothing that I can do about it. But I was always encouraged and inspired to do what I do from mm-hmm. watching them do what they do. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I watch like producers nowadays, when they sit at the computer and they play around or if they go to the actual keyboard and they play chords or, or they, they'll do a metal, melody or a tune, I'm always inspired by, by it because I can't do it. I know that I can't do it. So just watching it, I always, I'm always tickled by it because it's like, yo, that's so cold. Like, I can't do that. You know, only, yeah. only you know how to do that right now. So yeah i think it's a dope thing just watch yeah you know and then when they're like into it and then like hitting the pedals and everything like that it's it's something that's like it's dope to watch like i enjoy it yeah yeah same here however had i been more interested in music like playing music i'm quite sure i would have been vicious if i would have chose to do something like that (laughs) that wasn't that wasn't my thing like i I, I did art like that was my scholarship. Like I had to, I had a scholarship for art for like a year. So okay, oh fuck that up. But um, oh. yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, um, doing art was more of my thing. Like you know, trying to paint or doing graphic art and illustration was more of my thing than music was. That's why I never understood why I was being forced. forced. To do, yeah, like why are you forcing me to do that when you should be paying for me to do that over there? Right. Yeah, I was getting stocks and bonds and all this type of stuff from winning, like, not winning, but coming, like, second or third place in these contests. So I never mm. understood what I was being forced to do. A good right, job. when you passionate in that area. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Mom. You know, <laughs> I don't know why, again, but, you know. I guess it was what she could afford instead of art. Art is expensive. I say that because I learned that in in, in in college. That's some expensive shit. Yeah. You know. Do you have kids? I do not. You do not no kids, kids yet. Mm-mm. Are you are you ever bothered by the things that people say? How come you don't have no kids? You're too old to be having kids. It kind of bothered me, but it was just like, that's not my path. I see the, I see what's happening with y'all. I don't, that ain't for me right now. Like I, I just learned from others' mistakes. It just, you know, like you just gotta be careful who you lay down and have a child with. Yeah. I didn't have friends that almost went to jail. I'm like, I'm, that's too much. Like I know, like if it happens, it happens. Great. I do want kids, but I just, I have standards. Let me just put it like that. Absolutely. Uh, 
So that was the number one thing for me was compatibility. Um, and once we get past combat compatibility, can we be business partners, right? Can we own mm -hmm. property together? Uh, can we put, can we put, uh, set up businesses together for ourselves? And then the child. So the child has yeah. to look forward to, and they don't necessarily have to go to a school to learn how, how to do something that they already may know how to do. So, um, it's been a very hard road finding people who are compatible and understand the things that I'm passionate about and changing the way that we were brought up. Brought mm -hmm. up. Um, some of these same people come from the same circumstances and it's just like, how come you don't get it? Why don't you want to change? Yeah, like why would you, why, why would you want to create more debt for a child when you can just go out here and, and build and put things in place for them so they have the things that they need once they get older. Why would you want to put a child in a position that you're going to have to do more digging themselves out of instead of just like planting another seed and watching it grow. And then there's another tree and then another child steps into the shade of that tree and plants their own tree. Like that's what we should be doing instead of making, creating debt and worrying about weddings and things that we can't afford. So, mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm just different and I, I know that. I've known that for quite a long time, but you know, it's fine. Oh I believe God. there are rare people that think like that. You know, I'm all about breaking generational curses. Like yep. let's not continue the same things and be mad at the situation when we have the opportunity to change it. Speaking of that, genera generational curses, uh, being mad and angry. I come from a group of, pe group of people on my dad's side that are very mad and angry at the things that they've been through. And because of that, me and my first cousins, it's taken 20, 30, 40 years for us to actually finally link up. So now we're in the process of trying to heal and move forward and talk to one another. But the hardest part about it is, don't nobody know each other. Mm. They may know each other in the South because they've been around each other, but up here and anywhere else, we don't we don't necessarily know each other. Like I don't know them. I barely know the people that are um, that are my cousins here in Chicago on my dad's side. Okay. You understand? I I don't really have a relationship with him, you know. So it's kind of hard when you say when, when when we talk about that. But I definitely would love to do it, and I look forward to. Uh, future and, and rebuilding it and making sure that I, uh, the cousins and the, the younger cousins can connect and making sure that we have a, a deeper bond and we can strive to do better but it's very very hard and it's very weird at the same time yeah like i've I went years without knowing these people and it's kind of hard now to kind of like well it's not hard but it's, it's just weird trying to connect you know yeah have a relationship with people that you don't necessarily have to deal with in everyday life and for me, yeah for me it's just like i, I want to get to know you guys but at the same time i've done so much without you like it will this actually ha happen can it happen you know so i, I look forward to seeing what happens from it so I do. Yeah. yeah hopefully it comes some good comes out of that hell yeah i will hope so i will hope so so do you, are you a person who reads books? Yes. 
What books do you read? Tell me about these books. So right now I'm still like in the middle of Michelle Obama's um, book. Name the second book. Becoming Michelle Obama. Right now I'm reading that. It's very it's very interesting because I we didn't really know much about her while Obama was in the office. So it's it's a very interesting perspective. So that's the book I'm reading now. Um, I have a few books on my <laughs> uh, Galaxy, my tablet that I haven't read, but I've downloaded so many like self-help books, um, inspir- self-inspirational books, you know. I, I read some of everything, but that's the, the lane that I'm in right now. It's uh, a lot of um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, which is Pastor T.D. Jakes' uh, daughter. I've downloaded a few of her books. Um, yeah, I really like, I like to read. I've always been that. I've always been that way, though, as a kid. I like to read. I like to just get lost in a book. Cause sometimes the movie don't give the book justice. So me being yeah, creative, so with, with, like with movies, movies are try, just trying to get to a point, but the books, right. the books give you the color, the feel, the emotion. And I can else. set the, the, the scene up in my head and get lost in it, you know, with the descriptions. So I've always been a, a book person. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Yeah. So how far along are you with the with the Michelle Obama book? I'm in the middle right now. So I'm at the point where he's getting ready to run for president. Okay. So they're talking about the behind the scenes campaigning. So in this and book, is she from Chicago? Because I know there was a she whole is. fiasco about She's from it. the south south side of Chicago. Where from? She's from South Shore area, which is where I live right now. So okay. she literally her house. Her family home is literally like five minutes away from where okay. I am. Awesome. So, yeah. So I have a few books on my shelf that I haven't read yet, and I really need. I'm looking. Yeah, I I have a lot to read up on, um, because some of the books that I've told people about, they've started to read, and since they've started to read, read, I think the term is I've forgotten more than you will ever learn. So now that they're reading these books, now I need to go back and, and, and refurnish or whatever it is and, and, and refresh myself so I'm, I'm more aware of the things that they have decided to uh, read to make sure that I'm up on it and aware of the things that they know as well. Cool. There's, some comic book, there's some comic books up there too, but I only read the comic books for the purpose of, um, there's this character I kind of invented through who uh, writing rhymes. He's like a soldier of war and I, I'm using, I'm not gonna say their names. Hopefully you can't really see who it is or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just working on doing that. And I, I wanna use certain books and, uh, from comic books to make sure that I capture it the correct way. So I'm interested yes. in that, but a lot of that stuff you're gonna see on there is psychology and uh, the history of black people all over the world, uh, us in Europe, us in Spain, there's no place on this earth that we didn't uh, civilize before anybody else did. So all over the world. And then there's just um, books about marketing and other things like that too. So, uh, okay. Yeah, just 
Psych- did I say psychology already? I have a book about mm-hmm. uh, Hitler. I have his book, Mein Kampf, you know, things like that. So, yeah. nice. have, you read, have you read Mein Kampf before? No, no, never heard of it. No. So it's Hitler's book. Uh, and I think it's a very interesting book to read. Some people are weirded, are thrown off by the book, but I understand murderers. From that book? No, just in general. Like I, you know. Oh, you watch Snapped? No. Okay, I will say. No, it's just certain things about his book that he was saying. But when you know the psychology of it, then, then you just understand that certain people were just scared of dying and not leaving anything behind. So they felt like in order to make themselves feel good, it would be better to just get rid of a certain group of people. But it's 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 a ridiculous way of thinking. But, you know, <laughs> when you build like that, you just build like that. So, right. <laughs> It's a whole conversation to have. Probably, I don't know if we should have it right now, but um, I have that book. So Mind Camp is on the shelf. Uh, I also have I Ching, which is a good, it's called The Book of Changes from uh, the Chinese. I forgot the African version of it, but the African ver- the Africans invented, uh, invented a version of this book and these later invented one as well. So, okay. um, I have a friend who was upset at me for getting the I Ching instead of reading the uh, that African. Version. Yeah, he was upset at me about that. He's like, everything that was happening, we already did. Why the fuck you got to read that? It's like, bro, calm down. Like, okay. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to see what they did different from what we, you know. And he's like, ain't nothing different. Like they just using they shit. So, um, I do have the I Ching. I need to go back and finish my chart. If he's listening, or if you ever hear this. I still need to finish my chart, pump. Um, so <laughs> I got to work on that. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of different books up there. Dr. Frances Cress Wilson. Are you familiar with her? No? You don't know Dr. No. Frances Cress Wilson? One of the top psychiatrists in the world at the time. She was a black woman. Oh, okay. Dropping gems. If I'll send you yeah, the book, please. if I haven't already, have no, you haven't. Okay. No, no, I would have remembered. All right, because I do send these books to people, and then they, they give me like a thumbs up on a post or whatever, but they never get to it. But I'll send you. I'll send you a couple. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, I like to read. I like to read. Um, my books are mostly in the realm of realism, and that's not to say nothing about anybody else. It's just that there's certain things that we need to know about others and ourselves, ourselves, mm-hmm. um, as we. What about Warrior of the Light? You ever read that? Mm-mm. Okay, you, so you, <laughs> you put me on game with these, so, these so books. Warrior of the Light is, is a, a book of, uh, for me, affirmations and confirmations within yourself. The book basically just tells you that a warrior never gives up. A warrior knows the difference between good and evil. And when it, and the warrior doesn't, he may consult. He may talk to them to find out who is who. Right, instead of just charging onto the battlefield and acting a fool. So there are certain things in that in that book for me that are like affirmations of what you need to do to go forward and the things that you don't do. So um, I like that book, uh, Warrior of the Light, because it, it just uh, puts me in a certain place of confirmation and reassurance. So 
please send me the links to these books. Absolutely. No Thank problem. you. That's easy. That's easy. I have more. There's another cabinet over here somewhere with a bunch of books on. Yeah. So I'm big on reading. I just I just haven't had the time lately just because I've been I've been productive. Uh, I've been doing mm-hmm. music, working. I've been doing this and I've just been keeping myself occupied and just making sure that, you know, mentally I'm in the right spot. Speaking Most of mentally, important. do you meditate? I, I haven't started meditating, but that's something that I just brought up today. I did one meditation and I'm like, I really like that. And it's, it's kind of hard to kind of be still. We live, we live in a world where we always got to be on the go, always got to be on the go. Sometimes it's not that you need to mentally calm down and be quiet and, and just relax. And I, I think if you, if you do it, I don't know. I don't know what time of day is perfect for you. But if you just take the, just take the minute, just take three to five minutes with nothing. Turn off everything. Turn your phone off. Turn off everything that can be a distraction. Turn it all off. I, I disconnect when I do it. I disconnect my Wi-Fi. Um, but now I keep it on because I need the Wi-Fi because I have the speaker playing and I play my my meditation music. But okay. I turn off just about everything and I and I silent like all notifications. I put everything on silent. It is the best three to five minutes ever. I have done it for 30 minutes one time and didn't know it. Mm. And the thing, I'm not going to talk about the things that I've seen or experienced, but I will say it's something like, like nothing I ever, I've ever experienced before. Nothing like anything I've ever, I don't know if it was the music or the fact that I had just got where I was supposed to be. But I, I literally turned my music on. I was stretching. And then I sat on one of the stools that I have here. And I was gone. Mm. Um, I, I know what I saw. Lights, beams of lights and everything. Like it was totally different for me. Um, but I would suggest that anybody who thinks about meditation, I would suggest that you actually pick it up and try it out. Even if it's just for two minutes, just for two minutes out of your day. The two minutes is a buildup. And after your two minutes, you can kind of get, get to where you're going. For me, it's all about breathing at first. And then it's about just trying to figure out where you are at that moment. And then trying to just see who you are. For me, I'm not saying nobody else, but for me, we're just trying to okay. do those things. And then after that, I saw everything else. Clearly, mm-hmm. but... I'm not going to rush you into doing it. I'm just saying if ever you get the time. To do that and unplug. Absolutely. If you're at home, I'll put it to you like this. If you are at home for two hours and you know you're probably going to sit around and watch some TV shows or something like that, give yourself five minutes out of your day. Out of those two hours, you're going to be at home to just go in your room your front room, wherever it is, the most quiet spot, even if it's the bathroom, because that's, you know, sometimes the bathroom is the most quiet room in the house. And just go there and relax and try to fade away. You'll find out what I'm talking about. It's one of the most refreshing things in the world, I swear. I swear that to you. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I haven't done it in like a week. Week and a half, I think. 
but it's it's a beautiful thing. Okay. I'm telling you, if you get the chance, you should do it. I will. I definitely will. Yeah, you should. I'm telling you, you should do it. I think everybody should take the time to meditate. That so, from what I understand from my research, that was the first form of prayer. It was it was meditate. Right. Um, and all that it was the first representation of prayer or connecting to the universe. And then later it was introduced to praying to a God or whatever people think they just should they should do. So Okay. If you get the time, definitely do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have kind of like it seems like you kind of just like it's been a long day. I'm sorry. Huh? <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> okay. And like you kind of just like drifted, like you was just like you're at peace listening to what I'm saying or something. I am. Like I really, it's crazy. Like because I mentioned this earlier that I wanted to do meditation, um, and I, I, I guess I just didn't, you know, get around to it because of everything going on. But I feel like it's essential now. I think it is, and I'm only telling you that because I've done it, and I do. I don't do it as often as I should, but I feel like that I'm usually doing it when it's the right time for me to do it. Okay. In those right times that I am meditating, it's refreshing and it helps me like get going. It helps me recycle and, and, and refresh and get myself uh, back together, but. I would say if you haven't done it, you should definitely try to do it. It's, 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 it's a different thing. It's beautiful and it's different and it helps. Okay. Yeah. And that's just me. That's just me talking about it. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a nobody, but for me, it works. Like I have, I have two, I have four stools here and then I have my ottoman and I can pick any one of them. And maybe I should try it after I get out off of here with you but if i do it i probably i'm probably gone for five to eight minutes okay yeah yeah it, it works it works for me okay yeah and i have the speaker and i can hook it up to the music the bluetooth and everything and you have a meditation playlist i don't so shout out to apple for what they do because all you can all you have to do is just put in meditation right and you can create a, a, a station or whatever it is, and I pay for it or whatever. But um, certain artists or whatever that may pop up that I know the song is good enough for me, I may just put that song on and I just let it play. And I'll just sit here and I'll, I'm good for five minutes, eight minutes. I'm good. The most I've been out, I think, is probably 30 minutes. And I don't know what the hell was happening. That was totally different for me, but it worked. You needed that. I think you we all we needed that. I think everybody does. Cause I think we are all, and this may sound sound weird, what I'm about to say, but we are all the speed of light slowed down. And when you're in that mode, you can kind of see the light speed up and get to where it's going. And it's just you trying to figure things out. But that's just me, my theory. I'm, you know, I'm a weirdo, so I'm a weirdo. I like it. You have many layers to yourself. Um, 
I think it's just experience in life. I think everyone does. I think you have more than I do because you've been more places than I have. Um, and you may have a deeper story than I have. It has yet to be told. So um, me meditating was one of the things that helped me put things in perspective and helped me learn how to find peace outside of like having a glass of wine or having a smoke or something like that. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I don't do it a lot. And someone told me that I should do it more. But the reason why I don't do it more is I feel like I may be cheating. If I'm doing it too much, then I may be taken away from it. But um. times when I do, times that I do meditate, they're more effective than doing it three or four times a week. Because of one or two times that I, w- I was doing it a week, it was more effective than ever. And then when I did it every day, I started getting bored or antsy. So, okay. Uh, maybe it is best for me in my position to do it maybe once a month or, twi- or twice a month or something. So. But I definitely think you should check it out. All right. I will. Yeah. Any other questions you want to ask moi? Oh, this is a good conversation. Yeah, it is. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, no, maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, I appreciate you for allowing me to take up your time. Thank you for having me on here. Man, this is nice. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a basic conversation. You know, you get to talk about life. Talk about the things that you're going through or dealing with, and then you move forward from there. And I'm a big fan of that. I think there are there's a misrepresentation of us. Um, and I was talking to uh, one of my friends earlier, Mike, in a conversation. I said people think that being black, like there's this big party that's going on, and they're invited, and. It's not a party and it's and no one is invited because what we're going through is very, very serious and it's very real. And people are people only want to come to the party. They don't want to come to the shit that actually matters to us. Exactly. Um, we can get more serious than this during these some of these episodes, as I have, but this is it's not a party over here. Nothing about this is a party. You all think it's a party because we provide so much culture and so much fun to you, but it's not fun. And if you're watching the news and you're seeing the news and you're seeing what's going on with all these different shootings and babies being killed and young ladies being abducted, none of this stuff is fun. None of the stuff that we're dealing with is fun. So um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this because we have to not only just shed light on the fact that we are progressive and productive, but there are episodes where we will talk about the things that people don't want to discuss, all right? Mm-hmm. The hardships that we actually go through because this shit is not a party. It's really not. Like, people like our culture. They love what we give to the world, but it's not a fucking party. And you aren't in fucking invited because this shit is, is very difficult. I have mm-hmm. aunts, cousins, friends, sisters that that think that they aren't protected and they don't think men love them they don't think that the black man love them so it's not a party and none of this shit is cool agreed you know so um 
I don't know. I don't know if I should leave on that note. You know, you just say <laughs> sing Mary had a little no, lamb or something yeah. like that. To uh, <laughs> Mary had a little lamb, but no, it's real. It's real. It's yeah. really real. So it yeah. needs to be said. Absolutely. And me and him were talking. Me and Mike was talking. I'm just like. He said, man, you pulled so much out of me in that episode. And I was like, I just wanted you to have a conversation with me and for people to understand, even though you may be where you are in life, that's where you are now. There's things that you went through and persevered to get to get you to where you are that made you the person that you are. And yeah. you're going to continue to grow and be better. And that's all of us. And I want all of us to continue to grow and be better as people. But um there is no party. We are not having a fucking party over here at all. None of the shit that we are going through, none of the shit that we are experiencing is a fucking party. You all think it's a party and it's really not. We are trying our best to make sure that we uphold some type of civility and, and make sure that we take care of our families and make sure that we are the best representation of ourselves. The stuff that you all see on the TV, and the music and everything is is a part of what we do. It is not the main thing. It is not the things that we subscribe to or prescribe to. It is not us in our entirety. And, and it's very, it can be very frustrating for a person like me who thinks that, you know, the things that uh, are being presented, you know, guns and drugs and sex and prostitution, that's not us. I know you don't prostitute yourself. I know my right. sister doesn't prostitute herself. I know my mom and my aunt don't prostitute themselves. And to see the images that are being portrayed in front of us, this shit is a facade and it's an illusion and it's not real. And for us as a collective, what we're doing now is more of a representation. So I struggled, came up from, from nothing, didn't have nothing, did a bunch of shit that I ain't happy of, never been arrested, never been to jail. Um, I have been arrested, I should say, but I've never been to jail. So there are things that I've, I've struggled with, but we're not out here. That's not all of us. And that's not all of our, uh, our backstory. Mm -hmm. We are progressive, we are productive, and we are successful in many different ways. Yep. You know, a lot of Agreed. your best inventions come from us. Stop like to start with blood transfusion, heart transplant. So um, to name a few. So. Mm -hmm. That's that. I don't know what else to say. If you have something to input, I would like for you to do it. No. You okay. covered it. <laughs> That's the you're not supposed to let me do that. You're supposed I'm to sorry, add. but you was on a tangent and I did not want to interrupt. You're supposed to be salt <laughs> bait or seasoning salt bait and throw it in sorry. there. You got it. But um, you hit it right on the nail. So yeah. And I'm only saying that because it's true. Like when he said that he was we were talking. I was like, man, this shit, everybody think this shit is a party over here. Like, we over here having a fucking party and we not. Like, we losing. Yeah. We losing. And then you got the, well, I ain't going to get into that, but these kids are dying out here and we need to figure out a lot of this shit. And we don't have a lot of the resources to do it. They keep saying we do, but we don't. You know, y'all keep putting up Black Lives Matter, but we know it's propaganda because what are you all actually doing to help out the Black with that said, I am going to get off here because I can go <laughs> on forever and then I'll get stirred up and want to say more. All right. Is that okay with you? We can get That's off. That's all right. Young lady, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. <laughs>